I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on podbean.com. Um, I'm having some issues with my audio for some reason. Um, so, the last 48 hours have been complete, complete and total nonsense. Um, for some reason or another, everybody and their brother has decided that um, the only way to make through this world is to just go and destroy everything. I don't know why they decided to destroy everything, but really we have to look at the cause of it all. See, several days ago, a uh, stupid cop did something absolutely ridiculous. A man was accused of for a meal with a, a counterfeit $20 bill and you know, maybe it was intentional. I I don't know. But the cops were called. And they went to do the uh, investigation. And they started talking to him, decided that, yes, we're going to arrest him. And in the process, you know, they had another car show up for backup. And... You know, the man was fairly compliant. You know, hey, go sit by this wall, go sit on the sidewalk, go in up against the car, what have you. And then it came time to put him into the car, and he began to have a panic attack. So, now... Because he's having a panic attack, he can't get into the car. Um, he was claiming uh, claustrophobia and a number of other things. He couldn't breathe. He was, again, panicking. He was an anxiety attack. Having PTSD, I know the feeling. They were not able to get him calm. They got him laid down on the sidewalk uh, next to the car. And one of the officers decided that. You know, to help calm the situation, I'm just going to put my full body weight onto my knee and put it on the back of his neck. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea or why for nearly nine minutes, I believe it was eight minutes and 54 seconds, he sat there with his knee on the man's neck. Meanwhile, the man is saying he's having problems breathing. His chest hurts. His stomach hurts because he's laying in the prone position. You know, all of his body weight is on, you know, is on his chest. He can't do anything to adjust it. And he eventually succumbs and he passes away. Now, initial autopsy uh, results are showing that well, there's no signs of obvious strangulation or asphyxia. But it's possible due to underlying health conditions, which, okay. So now you have 
jackass cop who causes a man to die of possibly cardiac arrest due to having an uncontrolled anxiety attack, the stress of everything that he was put under. Now, thankfully, this is one of those situations where, as a person who supports law enforcement, as a person who loves cops, my sister is a cop. And there is absolutely nothing that I can find in any of the reporting that would give any benefit of the doubt to this officer. A number of cell phone cameras, their own body camera footage, because yes, they were wearing body cameras and they were on. And everything about it, there's just nothing to say, you know, maybe, maybe we just didn't see what was going on. I, because there's been times in the past where, you know, prior to body camera footage, prior to everyone having cell phones and then, and people proliferating footage of, you know, police interactions, you know, nearly instantly, there were times where you just had to go, well, you know, maybe... You know, uh, one of those instances, like um, uh, the 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 Botham Jean thing down in Dallas a few months ago. Yeah, I'm willing to give that police officer who shot him the benefit of the doubt. Do I think she committed a criminal act? Yes, I think she was overcharged, but she was tried and convicted. And was sent to prison. Now, I want definitely want the officer who directly had his knee on that person, on uh, Floyd George. I definitely want that he has been charged. I hope to God he's actually convicted. But for some reason, people have an issue with uh, convicting white cops. Well, any cop for that matter. I mean, look at... How many of the uh, cops involved in the uh, in the Freddie Gray case in Baltimore a few years ago? Uh, look at how many of them were not white, but were in fact persons of color. But then you you start having the protest almost immediately and understandably. There is no reason in God's green earth that any cop should leave their knee buried in a man's neck regardless of his skin tone, regardless of his upbringing, regardless of his socioeconomic class, until that person stops breathing. And then when they quit breathing and they stop moving, do you allow them to stay there in that position for that much longer? I mean, did he not realize that Floyd George was just laying there at at some point where he quit moving altogether? But then on top of it, like you said, you have protests. And protests are understandable. Protests are good. Uh, How else are things going to be brought to attention unless you have people who are actively coming out and voicing voicing their frustration with this system voicing that you know how is this allowed to happen now then you get into another problem you get violent riots not violent protests not well, you know, as some trash cans got knocked over. No, I'm talking full-fledged riots. You had a number of businesses. Yeah, granted, some of those businesses are Sephora's, they're Target's, they're Walgreens, CVS, Ace Hardware. 
these are businesses that are either franchises and as part of the franchise agreement they have to be insured some of these are corporate owned stores like say target however how does raising a number of city blocks smashing out windows looting how do, how does this change the system uh, ice tea came out yes the that wonderful wonderful arbiter of all things social justice ice tea he came out and he, he didn't necessarily justify but he definitely from his point of view growing up in uh some pretty bad areas you know prior to joining the military and you know getting away from it he uh he gladly you know he offers opinion that you know there's a lot of people right now who are unemployed and they feel kept down by the system and any opportunity that they're given, they are going to take the full opportunity to start tearing stuff up. And on top of it, it's not just staying in Minneapolis. Uh, my hometown of Lebanon, Missouri, the, uh, you know, a town of approximately 18,000 people. We had our own uh, Floyd George protest. I unfortunately was not able to see it. I just had to look at pictures on Facebook because I spent 11 hours at work today. And, you know, we're rural Missouri. We don't have a huge population of, you know, African Americans. But let's just say that at the protests in my hometown, uh, they were highly, highly underrepresented. Now, don't get me wrong. I think everybody should be should be saying the same thing. What the hell is wrong with these cops? What the hell is wrong with the situation where this man's fellow officers didn't go, hey, bro, um, hey, tag out, tag out, tag out. Yeah, take a break for a second. And then it, it comes to light as all this starting, as people are starting to learn about the officers involved. Uh, the officer who actually killed Floyd George, well, he's had several issues in the past, not necessarily from, you know, a racial standpoint, but definitely excessive use of force. And it, it's possible, it, it's possible that the uh, prosecutor at the time uh, you, you may have heard of her. She was running for vice president at one, or not, not for vice president. Well, yeah, she was, uh, she was in the running for vice president. She was running for the presidential nomination, uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Now, at the time, he could have been, you know, had these excessive use of force charges come up. But then, you know, she left that office to... Uh, fill Al Franken's Senate seat. And then the new prosecutor didn't follow through and, you know, actually prosecute him, maybe have him removed as a cop where he couldn't do this again. I mean, you never know, but then again, Minneapolis, they did prosecute and convict the Somali immigrant who was the had the distinction of being the first Somali uh, immigrant to become a Minneapolis police officer who shot and killed 
an Australian immigrant who called to report a possible sexual assault and she went out to meet the cops and he shot across his partner's face out the window of the squad car hitting her and killing her. That guy was prosecuted. So, Hopefully, Minneapolis will actually, uh, you know, take a good stand and make a good precedent. I mean, there's been times in the past where cops have egregiously killed people of all races. Black, white, Hispanic, and they've walked or have gotten a slap on the wrist. Um, You know, one of those egregious cases where the cop was upon us uh, I don't remember his name there's a young man who is brandishing an air rifle at his hotel window and this was shortly after the uh, the Las Vegas shootings so the cops took a very serious approach to him and you know, they get him out of his hotel room into the hallway on his knees hands you know, behind his head, ankles crossed, and they're telling him, back up towards me, back up towards me. And he starts backing up. He's drunk. His baggy uh, gym shorts are falling down. He tries to pick up his gym shorts. And, nope, don't move. If you're going to fall, fall on your face. Don't try to catch yourself. I see your hands move. I'm shooting you. And he starts to fall. He goes to catch himself and pop, pop, pop. He's shot in the back, unarmed, and dead. But you, you don't see crazy riots in the street over it. Why is it we only see riots in the street whenever it's cops against people of color, against African Americans, Hispanics? I, I, I get it, uh, especially African Americans with our history of slavery in the United States. It's uh, race issues have always been touchy. But when you have the rioting going on, what what good does the rioting do? It, it completely negates what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, a few weeks ago at the... Uh, the big uh, open the state protest in Michigan and Lansing. Oh my God! All of these, all of these horrible, horrible people, these white supremacists, these misogynists, they have guns and they've stormed the Capitol building. And for the most part, it was a completely nonviolent protest. Well, I say for the most part, I mean absolutely no violence whatsoever. But you had some guy with the noose in the crowd. Yeah, the noose is for tyrants. You had a couple people holding signs with swastikas calling Gretchen Whitmer, you know, Hitler. Calling her a Nazi. And suddenly, the narrative is set. These are white supremacists who hate all the people of color who live in Michigan. And they just want them all out so they all catch some disease and die. And it's horrible. Those three knuckleheads completely overshadowed the entire protest. But now we have protests nationwide, and in a lot of big cities, people are using these protests as a chance to riot. Now, uh, there's definitely evidence that you know Antifa groups are uh, are being bust in, and they are infiltrating these crowds, and they're also you know starting the riots. They're inciting violence. And 
yeah, I've seen it floated out there that there's white supremacists. They're starting a race war. You know, real tinfoil hat type stuff. You know, I almost expect Alex Jones to say, turn the freaking frogs gay. I mean, that's the level of it. And granted, there have been some arrests where there were some people who have ties to to groups like that. Um, But to imply that they're all white supremacists, that's... It's an absolutely disingenuous argument, and and they know it is. Again, it's who cares about facts when you have when you have a narrative? Narratives go so much further. But you know, and you have these riots that are spreading all over the country. I mean, they in Atlanta they they flooded downtown Atlanta. They smashed into the uh, into the lobby at CNN. I have issues with CNN. I have issues with certain CNN personalities. Um, anyone who's been around long enough knows that the CNN personality of which I speak is a pansy. But that doesn't mean I want to see their lobby get smashed in. And I apologize. There's a dog who thinks that we, I am in complete and total trouble. And she is working diligently to defend me from whatever it is that I cannot see around the corner. Possibly a teenage son. I'm not sure. (laughs) Tony, Tony is upset because I called Brian Stelter the P word. But um, it's ridiculous. Um, but um, there's a great video. Others of a rapper. His name is Killer Mike. He uh, was doing a press conference yesterday, and he had this to say: "I didn't want to come, and I don't want to be here." I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, <clears throat> my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer. And my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed and here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment. Because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunt and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable Chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. 
I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better. Right now, we don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, Thomas Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? All right, so, and I want to say, I do not agree with everything that rapper Killer Mike said in that press conference, but it does echo a lot of the emotion that people everywhere feel. We, we get told that, oh, you don't care because you're white. No, I'm sorry. I do believe black lives matter, as do Mexican lives as do white lives. The biggest way I know that I believe that black lives matter is because I'm anti-abortion. The majority of abortions in this country are performed to kill black babies. In the city of New York, if you are a fetus and you belong, and you are in a black womb, your odds of being born are less than 50%. But I don't care about black lives because of the color of my skin. Because I don't have the same potential repercussions in an interaction with law enforcement. I don't care. And it's ridiculous to be told what I feel because the color of my skin. When he said that cop intentionally killed him because he was black and he believed in the cornerstone speech of the vice president of the Confederacy that all blacks are sub- should be uh, submitted to whites. That's that's a lot. I'm a person who is horrible when it comes to just assuming the worst of a person's motivations. I don't know if I don't know if George Floyd if he was white would the had the same outcome. If he was Hispanic, if he was Asian, I don't know. But to just come out and say that, ah, he, he killed him because he was black. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe something will will come out in that officer's social media that, you know, you know, white power stuff. Honestly, what the what probably happens, I'll find a sign of him a picture of him flashing the okay hand gesture 
because thank you trolls on 8chan and 4chan and Reddit. You made a meme that illustrated a an okay sign as your three fingers up being a W, the your thumb and uh, four and your first finger going making a circle going down your arm to be a P. That's obviously white power. And thank you, idiot left, for actually believing it. Uh, Tony says on his neck was Asian. I heard. Well, I I know there was an Asian cop who was there. He was the one who was seen in most of the videos. He, you know, kind of walking around and, oh, hi, uh, nothing to see here. Um, You know, you know, was it? What, Frank, Frank Devlin from uh, Naked Gun. But it's it's insane. And the worst part of it, of a lot of these places where they're rioting, yeah, there's a place where they're marching downtown. But in some of these, uh, some of these areas where they're rioting, they're, they're fellow African-American communities. These are communities that are getting torn to the ground. And, I mean... There's more there's more protesting going on in Ferguson and hopefully they're not burning it to the ground again because how many black owned businesses are being destroyed? I mean one of the stories that come out of this is a retired firefighter in Minneapolis, he poured his life savings into opening a sports bar. It was going to be open earlier this spring, but coronavirus happened. So he was set to open on June 1st. And, well, uh, reading from a Daily Caller, a black firefighter who invested his life savings in opening up a sports bar in Minneapolis was reduced to tears after looters destroyed his life's work. Corboy Bala originally planned to open his bar in March, but those plans had to be put on hold due to the coronavirus coronavirus crisis. Bala had been gearing up to finally open his bar after Minnesota gave the go-ahead where restaurants began reopening on June 1st. But by Friday morning, Bala's bar was a little more than a pile of bricks after protests of the death of George Floyd. An unarmed black man who died in Minneapolis police custody on Monday led to widespread rioting and looting in the city. I don't know what we're going to do, Corboy Bala told CBS News on Thursday while holding back tears. It hurts, man. It's not fair. It's not right. We've been working so hard for this place. It's not just for me. It's for my family. And it goes on, like, even after it had burned down and they the fire was put out, they watched in broad daylight as looters went in and they tried to steal the safe. And a lot of these businesses in downtown and in, in that area, you know, yes, they are insured. It goes on that story say, no, he was not insured. Everything was out of his own pocket. He didn't even have money to have money left over to afford insurance on it. But I will say this, his wife set up a GoFundMe account, tried to raise, I think it was $160,000, and mm-hmm. of course, I apparently closed that, closed that page, but they started a GoFundMe to get on, try to get themselves uh, back out of try to get themselves some help on it and uh, okay here's the link 
Okay, so the $100,000 goal, they have raised almost $800,000 to try to rebuild this uh, business. And this is what America is. You know, this isn't just people who, you know, of a certain color trying to help out other people of a certain color. This is everyone pitching in. Because that's what we do as Americans. And it, it's so ridiculous. Like, even like on the sign on the front of his building, the coming, the opening soon, they, you know, someone spray painted on it, kill cops. So, like, seriously. What is that going to do? Why are people doing all of this? It, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, then to make it worse, one of the things that was destroyed, if I can get the story load, there it goes, affordable housing projects. Here you are, you have a neighborhood that's, that's trying to build itself up trying to get it set up to where people have a place to live. That would have been a 190-family unit. However, a-hole arsonists, thugs, punks, decided they needed to burn it down. Because screw people in your community being able to have a place where they can live. Where maybe they can't, could, they were having problems affording housing elsewhere. And maybe they could have gotten in there. Screw them because you're pissed off at the system. You're pissed off at the cops. You're going to burn a housing unit down. This is the one thing I have never understood about rioting. There's an old saying. I'm going to clean this old saying up because I try to keep this show PG-13. That clip of uh, Killer Mike I played. If I hadn't found a censored version of it, because the one I heard earlier today wasn't, that would have probably been the worst you heard on this show. It would have been directly from him, not out of these lips. But, this old saying, cleaned up for this show, don't crap where you eat. And every time there's an, any kind of racial issue that devolves into rioting, it's never the upscale areas of town that get destroyed. It's always the low-income uh, neighborhood where you know the racial issue occurred. And so, okay, F the police, we're going to tear all this down. But who who suffers? I mean, you're you're not doing anything for your condition. You you're just you're just distance. I just had a loss for words. All you're doing is bringing a greater disadvantage to your community. Now, businesses that brought people into the community and was the lifeblood of that community now they're closed and they'll be closed for months as they rebuild they may be closed forever because they don't want to reopen in a place that's going to just tear them down every time they get pissed off at the cops i know I, if i had a business in a place where well officer bob got in trouble with the by in a racial situation i might as well expect my place to get shut down again 
who would want to rebuild there? Uh, as it as as pointed out, uh, as pointed out on one of the shows I listened to. If you think of Watts, you think of you know Los Angeles. You think of Ferguson. That's all you think of is the riots that have happened there. But you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous to think that all this is going on but is but no one is actually thinking about the actual issue. Very few people are coming out and trying to reach out across the aisle right now and go, okay, we as cops, we know what we're lacking. We, we know where our shortcomings are. Help us, help us to better police your community. What do we need to do to be better? It's it's not happening because now you have cops who are engaged in pretty much an all-out war just trying to maintain control. You have the National Guard being sent in. And I, I know there's some active duty people who heard the, just heard the words National Guard and rolled your eyes. But... Yeah, we're having to instill martial law. There's cities around the country that are that are beginning to enforce curfews because you know they don't want the rioting in their cities. Okay, I want to take a quick break, and I will be right back after this. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. All right, so after a 41-minute rant about what's going on uh, in Minneapolis, I'll try to go a slightly different direction here if I get my headphones to work. So, with all the coronavirus stuff that's been going on, one of the big solutions from... uh, that's been floated by the uh, Democrats is, <gasps> we'll have mail-in voting. Oh, that seems like a brilliant idea. Well, um, the Daily Mail is a wonderful, wonderful British newspaper. Oh, this is uh, come across the wire. Headline, Questions of voter fraud after man finds 83 ballots shipped to single address in his apartment complex. Huh. So, uh, the highlights, uh, Jerry Mosna found 83 mail-in ballots shipped to his apartment complex in San Pedro, California this weekend. All 83 ballots were sent to the same address where a single 89-year-old woman lives. The Los Angeles County Registrar's Office is investigating the incident. It, quote, appears to be an isolated situation related to a system error that caused 
that caused causing duplicate ballots to be issued to, in quote, a single voter's address. Getting into the uh, actual article here, fears of voter fraud only increased this week after a California man found a stack of 83 mail-in ballots shipped to a single neighborhood neighbor's address. Jerry Mosno San Pedro found the two stacks of ballots on top of his mailbox on Saturday. All 83 ballots were unused and addressed to different people, all supposedly living in an apartment he knows to be occupied by a single 89-year-old neighbor. Quote, I think this is spooky, end quote. Mosna told Fox News, all the different names, none we recognize, all at one address. Mosna says that his neighbor lives by herself in a two-bedroom apartment so small that 80 people couldn't even fit in the apartment. So he and his wife, Madalena, took the ballots to the LAPD, hoping they would investigate. Instead, police sent them to the post office to report the incident. Huh. Apparently, the police don't want you reporting on crimes. Oh, dear Lord, I need to get a new uh, get a new filter for this microphone because the P pops are absolutely ridiculous. Now, most of the left the police station feeling certain that the bill would not be investigated, and now, and he's now certain that voter fraud is going on. No, Tony says, but there's no such thing as, there's no such thing as mail and voter fraud. There's a nice little sidebar conversation here. Mom's wizard, take your hate speech elsewhere. (laughs) No way 80 people fit into an apartment. Talk to Nazis. Uh, They could, well, or or, uh, maybe uh, just... Uh, have a have a resort owner from Lake of the Ozarks involved. He could probably get 80 people fit into an apartment. Maybe not comfortably, but I'm sure he could do it. Oh, which, uh, by the way, if you... I'm sure everyone has seen this story. Uh, yes, last weekend, a resort at Lake of the Ozarks, they had their... What was it? No Ducks Given party this is the third year in a row for it this is not a thing because of coronaviruses and yeah they, they did go out of their way to make sure people were having their uh temperatures taken before going into the pool and all that well update a person not from lake of the ozarks who was visiting uh they recently tested positive for coronavirus No, producer, get your hand away from the board. You're not playing the music. You're trying to come at me with some uh, high drama music. But anyway, a lot of the people who are there heard a lot of talk. Oh, my God, how do you have so many people in that pool? That's ridiculous. It's like, I'll tell you this. As a longtime resident of South Central Missouri, given the choice of being in a crowded pool where I could potentially get the corona, I'd rather be there than in the lake water. The lake water that can give you an STD without actually being involved in the process that causes STDs to spread. That water is disgusting. The public beaches are routinely closed. Multiple times a year due to E. coli. Again, I feel the being in the pool with a person with S or with the uh, with the Rona much safer than being in the actual water, especially with the amount of flooding that's been going on this past month. Yeah, you just don't know what's washed up in there. But yeah, so now I've got. That little segue out out of my system. No, you look like an idiot. I hate you. I hate you so bad. Um, back to back to the story. Now that my producer is still managed to make make me feel bad. So rude. 
Anyways, uh, one of Moses' other neighbors, uh, John Cracciolo, contacted Los Angeles County Registrar's Office, who said they were investigating. In a statement, the office said, quote, we are carefully reviewing our records and gathering information to fully identify what took place. Our preliminary assessment is that this appears to be an isolated situation related to a system error that occurred, causing duplicate ballots to be issued to an address entered for a single voter. We are working directly with the system vendor to ensure the issue is addressed and to identify any similar occurrences. End quote. Um, or maybe you have, I don't know, illegal aliens who are being given phony paperwork so that we can get driver's licenses and when they get their driver's license, it has an address on it already. And, well, would you like to vote? See. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm stereotyping. I. No, you look like an idiot. Yes, yes, you, you've made your point already. Whatever their native language to say yes is. But, and then they, again, so now they're registered to vote. And they have their illegally gotten identifications. And so then all of a sudden when it comes to voting season, they make up the ballots and they send them out. And it just happens that they've been giving the... Uh, you know, the people helping the illegal aliens, they've been giving them all the same address. Now, I, I know I'm, I'm going out on a limb, and this could potentially be a hot take, but when you figure this, when you figure that California admitted that, oh, we accidentally registered or we accidentally sent out absentee ballots to known illegal aliens are bad. Or when California said, you know, we're going to uh, register, we're going, we're going to start issuing driver's licenses to, to illegal aliens and allowed them to actually register to vote, which again, they've admitted to this. This isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't Alex Jones, connect the dots. I'm not Charlie Day in the conspiracy closet with red twine going everywhere. There's things they've actually admitted to. <laughs> the mom's wizard says, so, voter IDs? Uh, we still not down for that or what? Yeah, I'm, I am 100% down for voter ID because, you know, they actually have to prove that you're you. Now, and then, uh, you know, you have early voting and all this, that, and the other. I love Missouri. Missouri has a system where, oh, you can't, you're not going to make it to vote. Well, if you register early in at the, within the right window, you can vote online, which I would be willing to give that a shot. I mean, much more than I'd be willing to uh, get a ballot and mail it in. I mean, if I want to get a mail-in ballot, you know, my voting precinct is right up the road. Can I just, like, walk it in and go, yo, here's my ballot? <laughs> Tony says... Butter IDs are racist, duh. Yes, I gave you a Valley Girl accent because I can. <laughs> Scuba Steve, Lego movie music. Everything is racist. I'm going, I would make up more words, but I can't on the fly. I'm really tired. I had to work 11 hours today. And it was hot and sweaty. I've been up since like 4 a.m. Oh, my God. I need more coffee. 
producer, I said I need more coffee. Yes, very dramatic trying to get coffee. Oh, that'd been, that'd been much better if I had the volume turned up a little bit higher and people could actually hear it. No, you look like an idiot. And now the producer's yelling at me in my ear. Thank you. So- and spilling my coffee. I swear you cannot get good help these days. But, yeah, so with all the talk of, oh, wow, well, you know, you have Nancy Pelosi stand up, stands up. You, you, you just can't. There's no such thing as voter fraud with the, with the mail-in voting. And even though the the, the, the Constitution says that the, the states control the vote, we think we should have instituted nationwide mail-in voting. So like, okay, Nance. You might want to lay off the Botox and the vodka before you get up and do a press conference. It's really hard to understand. All right. So, that is the show for tonight. Again, I am sorry I went on a 42-minute rant over what was going on in Minneapolis and around the country. But I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the social meds that have been driving me absolutely crazy. And this was catharsis for me. I need to get out before it just like caused me to absolutely lose my mind. So again, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in and listening. And this came up earlier this week. The merch shop now has hats again and I don't have any good music to go with that what the hell Whitey's gotta pay there I'll, I'll, I'll go with the go with the little uh, Carl from Llamas with Hats that's all I got leave me alone but um yeah the hats are back again so uh, go to relentlessdaring.com slash shop. Check out the hats. Uh, I've got hats with the, the full color Relentless Daring flag. I have hats with the subdued Relentless Daring flag on it. And you can also show your support for your favorite reform candidate, the Murder Hornet, with your Murder Hornet 2020 caps, as well as your Murder Hornet 2020 stickers. Uh the shirts are a little slow to print. I've ordered one. I'm still waiting for it to come in. Maybe one day it will be here. I don't know. Anyways, uh, go to relentlessnary.com slash shop. Uh, check out the merch that's available there. If you would like to donate to the show because this train wreck is underwritten by all of you. And graciously, graciously appreciate and I graciously, graciously appreciate every little bit. It all helps. It keeps the show on the air for you and for your entertainment and my catharsis. So please uh, click the donate button at the top. You can do a one-time donation. You can set up a monthly recurring donation. However you to, however you see fit to uh, contribute to the show, thank you so very much. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're on Apple, I ask you to do Four little things for on the Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. First of all, be sure to subscribe. More subscribers means it helps the algorithm. Then give that five-star rating. The more five stars you get, the more it helps the algorithm. Find more people like you who may want to listen to the show. Number three, leave a nice review. I mean, that way people read and go, oh, well, it's it's very well rated. It seems to be well reviewed, except for that one guy who doesn't seem to like Tyler very much. I'm willing to give this a shot. Maybe the guy who doesn't like Tyler never actually listened to the show and was just and was just being a myopic douche. Again, and then finally, the fourth thing: please feel free to share the show. Share it with a friend who you think will enjoy it. 
share it with one of your liberal friends because you enjoy spreading hate and discontent, and we could always use more hate and discontent amongst the world. Again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show on podcast. Please come back again next week, and maybe I won't be in the middle of a sleep-deprived meltdown. But then again, I'm processing a cow next week. I may be tired from turning big pieces of beef into ground beef. We will wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. And as always, I'm trying to find my button. Stay relentless. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.